morning. It is a beautiful morning here in the glass enclosed nerve center of my <laughs> office. <laughs> I've been one. Yeah, well, did I say nerve or nerd center? I don't know. I've been it for a while. <laughs> it works. It's well. true. That's true. Um, this is Daily Gains, in case you didn't notice by the lack of uh, clarity here. We are going to jump into Psalm 41. And we are going to be doing Pete and Repeat. I'm Pastor Jer. And I'm Pastor Joseph. And we are so glad you're with us. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. And he is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. You restore him to full health when he is ill. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me and heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. While his heart gathers iniquity, when he goes out, he tells it abroad. While his heart gathers iniquity, and when he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. All who hate me whisper about me. They imagine the worst about me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise against again from where he lies. They say a deadly thing has been poured out on him, and he will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Even my close friend who has eaten his bread with me, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout and triumph over me. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout over me in joy. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and you have held me secure forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. From everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. And that concludes Psalms 41. May God bless the reading, hearing, and living out of his word. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. So my first question here is, is this a passage that we should be quoting about why we need to take care of the poor? Oh, I thought you were going to say your question was going to be, is this a passage for revenge? <laughs> and asking that's, God to heal us. <laughs> that's my secondary question. Let's go through all the misapplications here. <laughs> Let's get our good theology going this morning. That's um, right. 
That's right. Because it, it reads, I mean, the first time we read it here this morning before we hit record, that was where my mind immediately went. Blessed is the one who cares for the poor. The Lord's going to repay him. Um, but we see as we read through this chapter that what is really going on is the psalmist, presumably David, is reflecting on himself as this poor one. And again, like we've seen in other psalms, David acknowledges that his sin has caused, at least in part, the trouble that he's in. And then there's a secondary part where there are also people who hate him who are going to pile on. They're going to kick him when he's down. I I think it's humbling for me because he continues to say, be gracious to me. He says it twice as far as I can see. Might be more, but definitely verse 4 and verse 10, you know, be gracious to me. Then he goes on for both of them reflecting on actions that need to take place, one of which is part confession. I have sinned against you. That is his act of asking for forgiveness. And then the second is, in verse 10, so that I can repay these individuals um, who are raised up against me. I think the grace for me is the big thing. Um, Knowing that God's definition of grace is so overwhelming and so free and so expensive um so grand is is humbling yeah um yeah i agree you know he, he he can't be in the space of sin and to know we've talked about the gospel a couple of times in this that christ came and died for my sins as a payment to to obliterate him so there's no more offerings i'm not you know i could imagine an app for giving offerings for sins if we were still living under the law. For sure. Um, just pay for your two turtle doves and keep it moving. Um, you know, and I'm a pastor, so I can imagine being a priest, seeing the app order, kind of like a pizza order or something else, two turtle doves for Jeremy Sins. Okay, let me do right. my part. And it's They'll be approved. delivered by Uber. Exactly. It's been accomplished on your behalf. <clears throat> that was grace then. And even more so, we get greater grace through Christ so that we can walk boldly into the presence of God, engage freely in prayer, and ask for forgiveness, knowing that we don't deserve it. Absolutely. That to me is absolutely. So. There's, um, there's something worth noting here mm-hmm. that I think could, if we, if we miss this, it could lead us to walk in... Um, uh, you know what scripture talks about as the stubbornness of our forehead, arrogant pride. Because mm-hmm. this this passage starts out with what once you once you read the context of the whole chapter and you go back and you consider the first part of the chapter, it really reads as if it's self-righteous and self-referentially um promoting. Uh, it's either kind of woe is me or it's Look, I deserve your help. I deserve grace. And what is missing there is the understanding that when you're looking at Hebrew poetry, what's at the beginning of what is written as a song to be sung by a choir is kind of the end state put up front so that we know what we're talking about. It gives the context. It's kind of like giving the moral before you actually get into the story. Because the point here is to get to the end where we say, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. This is about God. And God is the one who shows favor 
to the poor. God is the one who cares for those who are downtrodden. And if he didn't, we would be lost. It's very different saying that than saying, I'm poor and I deserve your pity and support. But it's easy to get to the second statement there if you miss the context and the because of the way that this is written, as opposed to the way that we tell stories, where we tell stories, we kind of start in the beginning and build to the end. This takes the end, puts it at the beginning, and then moves through again. I hope that makes sense. I think it's, uh, I think understanding, again, this is something I, I key on a lot, but understanding how the poetry in Hebrew is different than our cultural poetry helps us to better understand, assimilate, internalize what God is saying to us through the psalmist here and allows us to enter in with even more joy. Mm. And I would encourage us to focus on being gracious based off the grace that we've received and know that, as you stated, the Lord is good. He is everlasting, and he is the one who will deal with all the issues, the, the things that don't make sense in the moment, from health issues to yeah. financial issues. Yes, if there's a sin, ask for forgiveness, but know that the grace is so much more. Amen. So for me, that's something to relish today. Celebrate. Yeah, maybe that's not work. Maybe that's refreshment. But that's our refreshment for today. It's just how great and how rich and how lavish God's grace and love is towards us, despite our sin, because of Christ. Brother, what does uh, Psalm forty-one say? <laughs> Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of the trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say to me, of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? When one comes to see me, he utters empty words. While his heart gathers iniquity, when he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me, and they imagine the worst of me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again where he is. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout and triumph over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Have a blessed day and share the grace with others. <laughs>